Blog Talk Radio. Children, give your hearts right. 
Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, mighty Lord. Hallelujah. For the privilege, Lord, to be able to share your word. Tonight, Lord Jesus, we ask that you will minister, Lord, according to the need of your people, Lord Jesus, that everyone listening be under the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua. Lord, said 900 trillion villains, warrior thing, you are king, you know, it's just how we saw us up and down. In Jesus' name, Lord, help your people to log in, Lord. Remove every barrier of the enemy, Lord, every wall, Lord, that the enemy is trying to put before your people, Lord, not to listen, not to be able to log in tonight. Break those down in Jesus' name. Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Oh, glory, praise, and honor be, be unto you, Lord. Lord Jesus, use me to share your word. Give me more revelation. Wisdom and understanding of your word in Jesus' name I pray. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Well, brothers and sisters, this is the third message about having a pure heart before the coming Jesus. We know the Lord is coming to pick up his bride. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Javon. And thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, We need to be ready. We need to be rapture ready. And, and where do we get this teaching that we need to be ready? Because I know there will be people, hallelujah, because they're asking, asking themselves, saying, where, the, where does Brother Elvis get the teaching that the bride needs to be ready? Thank you, Lord. Is that biblical? Is that from the Word of God? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we're going to go into the word real quick and show that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this. Revelation 19.7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife, bride, other translations say, have made herself ready. We need to make ourselves ready. Ready, but it's not that we're able to do this on our own. It's that we go to the Lord and we pray and we cry out and we say, Lord, help me to be ready. Hallelujah. But the see, it gives the bride. Why is the Lord have John say it this way? Because it gives the bride the responsibility for to repent, to be in repentance. It's not that we can make ourselves ready. Because the Lord is the one that can do all things. God is the one that can make all things possible. Praise you, Lord. And only the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So there's no way without Jesus that we can be ready for the righteous. 
But the Lord is teaching us through his word is, let us be God and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife have made herself ready. God has given the bride the responsibility to be in repentance. Verse 8, and to her was granted that she will be arranged in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Now, listen to verse 8, and it will help you understand better verse 9. Because look, who is granting something here? God is. We, we ask, and God responds, brothers and sisters. And unto her it was granted, for who's granting it? Who is the one granting that she be ready? Who is granting her a covering of righteousness? God, through Jesus Christ, is the one that grants him. He is the judge. When you go to court, you bring a, a case before the judge. The judge is the one that has the authority, that has the power, hallelujah, to deliver the outcome of your case. Well, Father God is that judge. And through prayer through Christ to him, he is the one that will grant you and I, unto her was granted that she will be, be arranged in fine linen. He is the one that decides, all right, boom, through the blood of Jesus. Once we are under the blood, it's granted. Because the blood is our covering for now, for now. The blood is our covering for now, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And when we go home, because that was shown to me, when we go in heaven, when we went home in the rapture, I saw, I saw how, hallelujah, garments for the wedding was granted to me and everyone else that was ready who was there raptured. Oh, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. I remember that day. It was so beautiful. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now, we're talking about the heart. Matthew 5 eight, blessed are the pure in heart, because they will see God. Brothers and sisters, we are getting ready to see God. We are getting ready to see Jesus. Our heart needs to be pure. Our heart needs to be right, tenderness, right standing with God. We need to be ready. There's no time to waste time, because the Lord is saying that to the prophet. There is no, no more time, my people. The Lord asked me, was talking to the Lord, I share, about the timing of his coming. And praise the Lord, God reminded me the timing that was shown to me in heaven. And I said, Lord, there was no timing in God's clock in this earth. He said, exactly. There is no time. Praise you, Lord. I did not see any time. Praise you, Lord. And I share, when I came back, I remember a few weeks ago, I share how I, I, I saw no timing in heaven. And, and this couple of days ago in the morning, I was talking to the Lord, and God was speaking to me. And he said, do you remember not? Uh, you remember the timing in heaven? And I said, uh, it, it was like one of those conversations. I must have missed it. I must have missed it. No, I didn't miss anything. God says to me, exactly what you stole. There was no more time. I said, oh, wow, that opened my understanding. You see, when God speaks to you, he speaks to you through your, through your spirit, clear and powerful, that opens your understanding right away. I said, there's no time. He said, exactly. There is no time. 
praise you, Lord. So, brothers and sisters, in God's clock, there's no timing. So, whatever's left, it is just the sound of the trumpet. But it's in the spirit. Remember, it's in the spirit. We don't know the day or the hour. Want to be clear about that. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. What happened with the heart? Listen to this question I'm going to ask tonight. Someone can type it in the chat room for me. What happened to the heart when you don't believe? Do you know what happened? The Bible tells us what happened to a heart when we don't believe. Remember, this, this teaching is about the heart, our heart. That needs to be pure. That needs to be ready, brothers and sisters. So my question is, what, I'm going to read it to you in the Word of God, but I want to ask you this question because I want you to meditate on this. What happens to the heart when we don't believe? What happens, brothers and sisters? Thank you, Jesus. What happens to our heart when we don't believe? Very important. That's why faith has to be part of our daily living. In the moment we stop believing, our heart will be greatly affected. I tell you this, for what I'm seeing myself over the years, that when people stop believing, they, they even get sick. Their health turn worse. Turn for the worse. Brothers and sisters, I, I see it a lot. Let me go into the world. Let me share what happens to the heart when we don't believe. I thank you, Jesus. Genesis 45, 26. We have a great example of what happens to the heart when we don't believe. Listen. Hallelujah. And it told him, saying, Joseph is generalized, and he is a governor over all of the land of Egypt. This view that just came to Jacob, God elected, God selected Jacob. Hallelujah. was true. This was a true message to Jacob, brothers and sisters. But what, ha- what happened when he received this message? And Jacob's heart fainted. For he believed in not. His sons came to him and told him, hallelujah, about his beloved Jacob. I'm sorry, his beloved Joseph, he lost so much. They came and gave the father Jacob the news. His beloved son Joseph, he lost so much. Remember, he made him a special garment. Hallelujah. And his brothers sold him, but they told him that an animal had killed him. And he was, and he was so heartbroken for this brothers and sisters, but now they come and tell him the truth about Joseph. But Jacob, brothers and sisters, the Bible said his heart fainted. For he believed in God. For what reason did his heart fainted? Because he believed in God. When you don't believe, it will affect your heart. In other words, your relationship with God, brothers and sisters, will be affected. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Because in you dwell the Holy Spirit. When you don't believe, you grieve the Holy Spirit of God in your life. You grieve him. Try the apostle Paul to the churches not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Not to grieve him because the Holy Spirit is with us to the day of salvation. When the trumpet sound, we go together. He Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, he will be with you always. He is to be with us always. 
Spirit. But we must walk by faith. The Bible tells us, tells us that the righteous shall walk by faith. Why? Because it's very important to us to walk by faith. It don't matter if we see or not. We walk by faith, not by sight. Very important. Or our health can be affected. Our spiritual life will be affected definitely if we don't walk by faith, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything is in God's word if we need to know anything. Exodus 4.14. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, It is not Aaron, the Levi, thy brother. I know that he can speak well also. Behold, he comes uh, forth to me thee, and when he see thee, he will be glad in his heart. Aaron was ready to be glad in his heart for the task that God was giving now Moses and him, especially Moses, because he was the one that got appeared to. But it looked at the situation Moses had before him was a very difficult, very heartbreaking because he had killed someone in Egypt, although he had family in Egypt, and he was like one of the Egyptians, but Pharaoh had made a decree for what Moses did, as long as Pharaoh lived, lived, he would have been killed. So now, for Moses to turn, go back to Egypt, the Pharaoh has to die, because he was the one that made the decree. The decree only lasted until he was alive. But, Moses was still heartbroken about the whole matter. The things in our past, brothers and sisters, if we don't repent them and put them in the hand of the Lord, hallelujah, can really make it difficult for us to serve the Lord because God is going to tell you and I what to do or where to go, brothers and sisters, and if we are always in the past, the past is going to be a stumbling block for us to obey God. Lord God is talking to Moses. This is God. This is the angel of the Lord that just appeared to this man. God is speaking to him. There is not a prophet between him and God. This is God directly communicating with Moses. Brothers and sisters, there is no man in between. There is no one else but God in front of him, speaking to him by his past. His past life was still hunting him. His past, his past. What happened in his past, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. We're still hunting Moses. Hallelujah. The devil was still using that to accuse him. We can see the accusation in Moses. Hallelujah. Because Moses was Aaron to go with him. Hallelujah. And there, of course, there's a history. Why Aaron? Because Aaron was part of, part of the priesthood in Israel at that time. That in the time of uh, Joseph, it was granted that they will have a piece of land for themselves. There will be a separation. Hallelujah. And so God, Moses knew what he was asking. Hallelujah. But his past was there. He was glad when God said, all right, Aaron can go with you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. But God knew Aaron's heart also. That's why when you come to the Lord and the Lord is speaking to you, 
don't tell the Lord about someone else that he's not asking you to, because God knows everyone's heart. You can bring someone in prayer and say, God, what about my husband, my wife, my family, my children? Bring them in prayer. Cause pray for them. Praise you, Lord. But when God is calling you into a ministry, praise you, Lord. You need to be careful. You need to listen to the Lord. This happens to a lot of people who are being called to a ministry. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Exodus 4.21. Praise you, Jesus. Now, what happens when you don't believe in your heart, the word of God, what can happen to a person? We got a great example in Pharaoh. Everything that God was telling Moses to bring to Pharaoh, the word, was true, was from God. But because Pharaoh did not receive the word or did not believe the word, now his heart hearkens. This can happen to a believer also. Brothers and sisters, Exodus 4.21. The Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest returning to Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thy hand. But I will harden his heart, that he should not let the people go. Praise the Lord. God knows everyone, brothers and sisters, from the beginning of anything he wants us to do. God knew that, that Pharaoh's heart was going to be hard, hearkened. Brothers and sisters, God said, I'm doing this. One, we know because God was going to glorify himself. Because there was so much idolatry in Egypt. There's so much idolatry today in the world. Brothers and sisters, that this is why the church needs to see God. Hallelujah. For God to move its hand on this earth like never before. So people will move their eyes from their idols back to the Lord. That's what we need in America. That's what we need around the world. We need a great move of God, a great move of the Holy Spirit. The people will move their eyes from their idols, brothers and sisters, back to Jesus. And the Lord is going to make this happen. This is why he's going to allow my shalom and so much more in the United States. I'm listening to a prophet that was saying that God told her that in this election, hallelujah, Obama is going to use martial law to delay the election. Hallelujah. And I, and I believe that. I believe that. I believe God, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, is going to put its men in the White House, which is not be Obama, neither Hillary. But in order for this to happen, there needs to be a shakening. Everyone needs to see that this is God doing, not men. Because in the natural, it will not happen. Because, but because God wants someone in there, he's going to make it happen. Although there might be martial law and judgment coming, all at the same time, that's sheer. Brothers and sisters, God is speaking to his prophet, and when God speaks, we must listen. And listen careful. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is going to put someone there. Praise the Lord. Exodus 7.3. I will harden the heart of Pharaoh. Pharaoh's heart, and multiply my sign and my wonder in the land of Egypt. When God wants to bring signs and wonder, God will hearken the heart. We can see already, hallelujah, in this election, that the heart of the Palestinian is being hearkened. Obama already said publicly that Donald Trump will never enter the White House, brothers and sisters. And Hillary and then are total in agreement. Their heart is already hearkened to what they want. 
brothers and sisters. And it will be the strong hand of Father to put in the White House whoever he wants this year. Brothers and sisters, we might have to wait another year to see it. But it, might, it will be the hand of Father making this happen, brothers and sisters. The heart of the Palestinians is being hearkened. And it's God, hallelujah, to glorify himself. That's, that's why the heart, brothers and sisters, of Pharaoh, God said, he hearkened so he can show his wonder, so he can show his people, Israel, that he is his God, and that with a strong hand, he was going to bring them out of Egypt, brothers and sisters, into the promised land. Well, God, with a strong hand, is going to take this earth, is going to bring the sign, because with a strong hand, he's going to get the bride of Christ from the earth. How do you like that now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new under the sun. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Not, nothing been before that will not happen again. Hallelujah. What happened in Egypt is what's going to happen in the United States also, brothers and sisters. With a strong hand, God took his people into the promised land. With a strong hand, God's going to bring his, his children out of the United States and the world into heaven and the rapture. But it's going to be God's strong hand manifested because people need to go back, hallelujah, and put their faith back in the Lord. The Lord showed me in a vision back in Massachusetts a few years ago that in these last days, as I saw more people backsliding, hallelujah, and I was very concerned, and I was telling the Lord this in prayer. And the Lord gave me a mighty vision of the Lord. Oh, glory to you, Jesus. And the Lord showed me that before the rapture of the church comes, before it happens, hallelujah, there will be many of his children backsliding. But the judgment that will come on the land, God was going to use them for them to open their eyes. They're going to be ready. They're going to cry out to God when they see the mighty hand of God, the judgment of God, come upon the land as they happen in Egypt. Brothers and sisters, then uh, they see the mighty hand of God over the U.S. and the world. It's when they're going to open their eyes and cry back to the Lord. And I saw people in the street in the state of Massachusetts. I began to see people, hallelujah, they took me to a different state, hallelujah, crying out to God again. as they should have been crying out to him in the beginning. I say then in the beginning, you saw he is bringing a lot of his, hallelujah, children that are backsliding back to him, back to crying against him, knowing that there's only one God who created the heaven and the earth, and his name is Jehovah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And the salvation comes through Jesus Christ. They will cry back to God again. Brothers and sisters, don't be concerned as so many Christians are backsliding today. Don't be concerned. God already has a plan. He already has a plan to awaken them to the hour, because the hour for the trumpet to be sound, this is the hour. Brothers and sisters, but God is not going to forsake, forsake his children. He loves them. One, those that taste the salvation, brothers and sisters, that have grieved the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, that are sitting at home, not doing what they should be doing, God is going to bring them back to him. Because it's all about Jesus. 
It's all about serving the Lord and walking with the Lord. There's too many backsliders that the Lord's going to bring back. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Their heart of the people are not ready, but the Lord is going to help them to be ready. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Exodus 7, 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, Hallelujah. Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refused to let the people go. Thank you, Lord. You see that it sounds bad news. Like you see today, Christianity, everything you see on television and on the radio and internet sounds like bad news, and it is. It is all bad. Nothing good on television anymore. But all that, all that is about to be changed, especially in the United States. Now, the whole nation will return back to the Lord, but it's for a final gathering. It's for a final departure. The Lord will grab what it is, he takes them home. I thank you, Jesus. He already has a plan cooking. It is still cooking, but it's going to be done very soon. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He's a great cook. He knows how to cook his plan. Hallelujah. His plans are cooking. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Exodus 7.22. The magician of Egypt did so with their enchantment and Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Neither did the hearken unto them. They he hearken unto them as the Lord said. Look at the devil trying to change God's plan. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Look at the devil using his tools trying to change God's plan. A lot of people are very concerned at these last days because they see the devil at work over the nation. And they think that everything the devil is doing is going to change God's plan. But let me show you by the word of God that there is nothing the devil can do to change God's plan. God's plan is settled. It's final. And no one can change. When he closed, no one can open. When he opens, no one can close. I thank you, Jesus. Exodus 7.22. The magician of Egypt did so with their enchantment, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Neither did he hearken unto them, as the Lord has said, it's all as the Lord says. Listen careful. What the Lord has said through his prophet in these last days is what the Lord is going to do. Don't matter what the magician and enchantment and the psyche and all of them says on television. It's what God has said that is going to happen. It's not what the politicians are saying. It's what God has said that is going to happen. His word is final. It's the beginning and the end. Of course it's final. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I should have like 15. When Pharaoh saw that there was a, a rich pie, he hardened his heart, hearkened not unto him as the Lord has said. They try in, in different ways to get the attention of Pharaoh. This magician was not about to give up. The devil sees sometimes like he's not giving up. But he will. He will. He will. He will. The Lord will stop him. The Lord's going to put a stop to the devil. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. He roared like a lion. He's no lion. There's only one lion. It's the lion of Judah. 
There's only one true lion, and it's the lion of Judah. The devil roars like a lion, seeking to devour. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Him that came to give life, he will give it abundantly. I thank you, Lord. Exodus 19. Then the magician said unto Pharaoh, This is the finger of God, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord has said. They tried to trick Pharaoh and said, This is the finger of God. The magician, the devil was saying, This is the finger of God, Pharaoh. The devil tried to deceive Pharaoh. But God has his hand on this business. God has his hand right now on everything. It always been and always will. Hallelujah. The devil tried to pretend and deceive Pharaoh and say to Pharaoh, look, this, what we're doing here is the finger of God. He neither hearkened to the, to the voice. Brothers and sisters, God has a plan cooking, and he is a great cooker. Praise so He's a great cook. He is a great cook, and he got a plan cooking that is about to be ready. I thank you, Lord. It's almost there. It's almost there, brothers and sisters. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Exodus 8, 32. Shadow hardened his heart at this time also, neither will he let the people go. Look, at this time now, this was a different time now. Time had passed by as the bride is waiting for Jesus. Sometime a few years have gone by. Some people are getting desperate. Some people are backsliding. They're looking at time like in the time of Egypt. They, hallelujah. There's nothing new under the sun. Thank you, Lord. Listen. Exodus 8.32. Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also. Time was going by. The issue in this birth is time. The issue with the bride today is time. Brother Obi, a few years, you know, you've been saying Jesus is coming. Where is the Lord? How come the Lord has not come? Listen, you're focusing on time. Stop focusing on time and focus on Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Focus on Jesus because it will affect your heart when you focus on time. If you focus on Jesus, your heart will be healed. If you focus on time, your heart is going to be hearkened for the truth. When you focus on Jesus, you're more willing, you're more capable to receive the truth from God. But when you focus on time, your heart gets hearkened, and then it's harder for you to receive the truth. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I hope you get it. I hope you can receive it. I hope your heart is soft enough to receive it. I thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Exodus 9-7. Pharaoh says, and behold, there was no one of the cattle of the Israelites dead, and the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let his people go. Look at the issue. The issue in this bird is food. The lack of food among the ages right now. The cattle would be unaffected. So food, the certain the, the of meat, food, the food supply. Oh, there are things in the food supply in the United States today. There's so many things going around, brothers and sisters, including in the weather, that are affecting the food. If you put your eyes on this, if you focus on the food, don't even focus on the stock market, because you're going to hear 
a lot of bad news coming out of the stock market because you're focusing on your income. You're focusing on your job. When your provider is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh is your and my provider, then why should we focus on the stock market? Why should we focus on the things that perish, that on the things that give us life and life abundantly? You see that when we focus on the things of the earth, a heart in our heart not to receive God's message, not to believe God's word, it makes us doubt, it makes our heart faint. But when we focus on Jesus, when we focus on the Lord, when we focus on God, everything becomes so easy. Because he said that his joke was easy, his burden was light. Brothers and sisters, it is the Lord that makes it easy for us. It is the Lord that makes it light for us. If we focus on him, everything becomes easy, everything becomes lighter. But when we move our eyes from the Lord, everything becomes harder. That's why our heart gets hardened and everything becomes to be so difficult, hallelujah, so difficult to understand, headaches, migraine, and so much more, sickness of the body, and so much more when you move your eyes for looking at Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. We need to be focused on Jesus. The Bible tells us so. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us so. We need to focus on Jesus. So let's believe. Let's listen. Thank you, Lord. Exodus 912. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord spoke unto Moses. You see, they say, all right, let's communicate with this man. Let's try to persuade this man to make the right decision. But the right decision was not in their hand. The right decision was in the hand of God. Brothers and sisters, it is God that knows what is convenient to us. We don't know most of the time what is good for us. We might think that abundance is good, but abundance can make us forget God, says David. Abundance can make us forget God. Having too much, it may not be good for us. God knows this. Brothers and sisters, that's why God deals with each each and one of us differently. Why? Because God knows our heart. Our heart tells God what is the priority in our life. If we are prioritizing God first, Jesus first, or something else. Whatever's first in your life, God, if, if, if Jesus is first in your life, God will give you more of Jesus. God prepares your life, hallelujah, to make it easier for you to serve Jesus, to have more of Jesus, to have more of his love to have more of his presence, to learn from him wisdom, understanding, and so much more, God will make it very easy for you to have more of the Lord. That means he will provide to you enough money for you to be comfortable, for you to have more time to pray, more time to fast, more time to share his word, more time to serve Jesus. If Jesus is your priority, but if something else, if money is your priority, God is not going to give you money because money is going to make you fall. Because
because money is not the foundation of Christianity. Jesus Christ is the foundation of salvation. Money is, is not the foundation of life. Money is not the foundation of marriage and family ministry. The foundation of marriage, family ministry is Jesus Christ. It is more of Jesus that we need. It is more of Christ that we need. It is more of his spirit that we need. The more we have, the more stable we are, the more we grow, the more we learn, the more we will mature, and the more God can use us. I thank you, Father, for Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Lord. It is Jesus who we need, brothers and sisters. We don't need no one else in Christ in our lives. We need Christ because in Christ we got the total package. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. When you've seen the Father, he told his disciples. When you see me, you've seen the Father. Jesus Christ is the total package for the Lord is the Holy Spirit. In Christ we got the Father. In Christ we have also the Holy Spirit. In Christ we are heaven because Christ said, all that the Father has is mine. I thank you, Father, for Jesus Jesus Christ is the total package, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Money, thank you for that, brother. Money did not make any happy in the garden. It was Jesus Christ that made things happy. It was Jesus Christ that gave them life, abundant life, that gave them protection. You know the conversation we've been having lately? Thank you, Lord. If the watcher would have been doing their job in the garden. The devil had not gotten in. Brothers and sisters, I want you to think about this. If the watcher of Genesis 6 that was fallen would have been doing their job, they have order from God to protect the garden, to protect men on earth. Then why did the devil have free entrance into the garden? Were they already not doing their job? Well, they're not watching Adam and Eve doing their job, watching them and protecting them because they have authority from the Father to do this. Oh, they already were being fallen. Their mind was not anymore on doing their job that the devil entered the garden, brothers and sisters. The watcher did not do their job, brothers and sisters. That's the great example that we have today. We need to do our job. When Jesus said, watch and pray, hallelujah, for the coming of the Lord, watch and pray, we need to watch and pray. The watcher did not do their job to watch. Hallelujah. We need to do our job, brothers and sisters, the bride of Christ. Jesus, listen to this, Jesus, according to Paul to the Romans, was the second Adam. Jesus Christ is the second Adam, according to the Apostle Paul in his letter, to, in his book to the Romans. Now I say to you, if Jesus, we know, is the second Adam, who is the second Eve in these last days? Oh, I thank you, Lord. I need to meditate on this. Who is the second Eve? Email me with that if you know. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. We need to do our job. We got a great example of those that fell in the beginning. The hallelujah. Because of, through their disobedience came the sons and daughters, which we call giants in the last days. Praise the Lord. And they became very 
so much that it grieves God in their heart. Our humanity today grieving God in their heart. This happened like in the times of Noah. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. They grieve God. That generation, they grieve God. God has to limit the years, 120 years. Right, Shiloh, we see a lot of people not living long today. We see a lot of people not living long. This generation is grieving God. We need to get back right with God through Christ. Christ is the mediator of the new covenant. We need to get right, brothers and sisters, with God. We need to focus on Jesus. Whoever has the Son has the Father. Don't think that people can, can live without the Son just believing in God and think that they will have the, the, the Son and the Father. Huh? Oh, God, Jesus is the total package. Jesus is our ticket to heaven, brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ is our ticket to heaven. I remember asking the Lord, Lord, how will I know that the, when the trumpet sounds that I will be going to heaven? And Jesus said, if my Holy Spirit is in you when the trumpet sounds, that way you know that you're coming to heaven. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for that. That was a beautiful revelation to me. If my Holy Spirit is still in you, when that trumpet sounds, that's what we need to worry about, having oil, having that oil, and having that extra oil in these last days, which is the Holy Spirit. More of the Spirit, more of the Spirit is what we need to know. It's what we need to have in these last days. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your revelation. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Psalm 105.3. Glory to in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. One of the outcomes that would happen to you and I when we seek the Lord is that we will rejoice. Notice people today are not laughing like they used to or not rejoicing like they used to anymore. See a lot of people sad out there, huh? Praise the Lord. Because the more people walk away from the presence of God, the more sadness, the more hurt and hurting that comes to their life. If we want to see humanity rejoice again, come to have any joy in their life, they need to turn back to Jesus. They need to turn back to God. And then the joy of the Lord will come back to them, brothers and sisters. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. The heart of many people are sad today. They need the joy of the Lord. They need that joy to go back to them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 105, 25. He turned their heart to his, to hate his people and to deal suddenly with his servants. Psalm 107, 12. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Praise you, Lord. Disobedient. What happened to Israel here is that they disobeyed God. They wanted to walk in their own plan, not in the plan that God had in store for them. That God would speak to them through Moses, his servant. And so what happened was that when the Bible said that he brought their Hard with labor, they fell down and were none to help. Brothers and sisters, 
Hallelujah. Two times. In the times of Pharaoh, they happened, this happened to them. When they went into the wilderness and went into disobedience, the same experience they had in, hallelujah, back in Egypt, now they were having it back in the wilderness. Disobedience, brothers and sisters, will always bring us pain and suffering. It brings no, no good to anyone. This is why we need to walk, uh, walk away from disobedience. I thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. What is better to us? Psalm 1. Oh, God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my inmost being, says David. David fixed his heart on the Lord. In other words, why was his heart fixed? He was not going to change his mind. In other words, he was going to stay with the Lord no matter what came before him. He was not going to leave the Lord. He was not going to forsake the Lord. He was determined. He was determined to serve the Lord. You need to be determined. I need to be determined. And these last days that we, that me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We need to be determined like Joshua, brothers and sisters. That me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You need to say that. You need to believe that. You need to be determined, no matter what people say, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. That's a word for these last days. Determined to serve the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 111.1. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembling of the, of the upright in the congregation, says David. David was determined to, hallelujah, praise the Lord or cry out to the Lord. You read in many Psalms of David. David crying out to the Lord, knowing and understanding that David needed the Lord more than anything. So David, the Lord was first in his life. So David, Jesus was his priority. What is your priority today, brothers and sisters? Because your priority, hallelujah, determines your joy in the Lord. If the Lord is first in your life, then you will rejoice in the Lord. You're not worried about what's going on around the world and all these bad events. Your focus is on Jesus. He's your priority, and he makes everything else easier for you. Hallelujah. He makes everything else easier. Isn't that what we want, brothers and sisters? Do we not want the Lord to make everything easy for us? Isn't that what he promised to us in his word? I thank you, Jesus. But we need to be reminded of We need to be reminded. What does the Lord says in Matthew 11, 28? Come unto me, O ye that labor, and that are heavy lying. I will give you rest. Take my joke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. No, no wonder so many souls cannot find rest these days, because Jesus is not their priority. Verse 30, my joke is easy, and my burden is light. It cannot be easier than this. He cannot say it. He could not say it easier than this, brothers and sisters. This is very clear and this is very easy. Why is that many Christians' joke is heavy? Their lives, their marriage, their family, their job have become a heavy joke. So heavy that they complain, 
that they cannot no more. They wish to die. How come people's burdens are so heavy? I get emails from people all the time on how heavy the burden is. Either their marriage, raising their children, their job, their ministry. They're walking like they can no more. They tell you they can't. I can't no more, Brother Elvie. I don't know what to do. You got to check in your heart, in your own life, to see whether Jesus is your priority. When Jesus is your priority, when Jesus is first in your life, this is what happened to you and I. Your joke becomes empty, and your burden becomes light. He doesn't take the joke from you. He doesn't take your burden from you unless you go home to go to heaven. He doesn't take your family from you or your job from you, in other words, so you can understand me better. He doesn't take these things that are hard and difficult for you. You know what he does? He makes it easy in life. That's what he does. That's what people say. I don't know how you do this. Someone was telling me, you went out of work, Brother Obi, for how many years now? One of my family was telling me, I don't know how you do this. I had not even thought about this in three years or more. That I've been out of work already. That God's been my provider, brothers and sisters. He, he always been my provider. He provided me with a job I had. Well-paid job. The Lord provided them to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I had not even thought about this in the, in the three or more years that I've been out of work, brothers and sisters, because the Lord been my provider. I have not been thinking about this so much that my own brother was telling me, how can you do this been out of work? My own sister told me the same. Thank you, Lord. And I started thinking then and thanking the Lord because the Lord had made it easy for me in life. I had not, no burden, no concern. I know it's my obligation to support my family and pay my bills, but the Lord has been my helper. The Lord has been my priority. And as long as he is your and my priority, he makes everything easy in life. He doesn't take it away, but he makes it easy in life. When it becomes heavy, when it becomes so heavy, so difficult, it's because you have begun to move your eyes from Jesus. And now he's not your priority. He is second or third or more in your life. Something else is your priority now. If you make your family your priority, if you make your job your priority, if you make your bills your priority, whatever you make your priority, but not the Lord, everything becomes harder and heavier and your life becomes so difficult that you don't want to live no more. That's how many people feel this last day. They don't want to live anymore, but it's because they need to realize that they have taken their eyes from the Lord, and so everything has become so difficult and hard now. And that's what we need to repent and say, Lord, forgive me, Lord. You should be my priority, Jesus. I return back to you, Lord. I want you to be first in my life, Jesus, and nothing else, Lord. I want you to be my priority, Lord. 
that when I go to bed, I think about you. When I wake up, I think about you, that you are the priority of my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, I repent, Lord. And when you pray this way, turn back to the Lord and see, hallelujah, I remember a message that said, remember where you left the Lord. Many years ago, I heard this message. A minister said, remember where you left the Lord. Remember when you had him. And somewhere in your walk, you left him. You walked away, and he was standing there. You left him there, and you walk away your own way. Now everything has become so harder and so difficult. Now, the preacher said, remember where you left him and go back to him. He's still standing there waiting for you. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. God is speaking to his people tonight. Thank you, Lord. Remember when you left the Lord. Remember last time you had a great time with the Lord, and you were full of joy. You were full of happiness. Everything was much easier in your life. You didn't have these worries, these concerns you have today. Go back to where the Lord is. Go back to where you left them. Thank you, Lord. Some people say, Brother Elby, I used to pray. I used to get up in the morning, Brother Elby. I used to pray. I used to fast. You know, the Lord was first in my life. I didn't worry about anything. I just went to work, and the Lord was in my mind. I came home. The Lord was in my mind. I was so happy, they tell me. But now, you know, this is happening, that is happening, and that is happening. Go back to the Lord. Go back to the, your first love. That's what the Lord says to the church, to that man, to that angel. Go back to your first love. Because your first love means that Christ is first. Christ is our first love, brothers and sisters. He is our first love. That means that we love him first. That's what it means. We love him first. And Christ says, go back to your first love. Go back to loving me first, is what he means to say. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Go back to loving me first. That I will be first in your life and your mind and your heart than anything else and watch over everything work for the best of them that love the Lord. Oh, Romans 8, 28. Everything. Let me read it for you. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. God is speaking to someone who is hungry for more. Someone is crying out that they want more. Well, God is speaking to you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Listen to what it says in Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Look where you need to be. You need to be in love with the Lord. Or you need to be loving the Lord first. And then the moment you are loving the Lord first, you back into his purpose. Uh, I read it to you in Hebrew. If I will read this word to you in Hebrew, purpose will be first. But in order for purpose to be first, you need to be in love. Oh, I thank you, Lord. You need to be in love with God in order for purpose to be, to be first. The purpose of God will be be first in your life when Jesus, when you love, when you are in love with God, when you are loving him first, then the purpose of God is first in your life. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. This is what the devil likes to work with people. He likes to focus people on a purpose, a plan. But the plan is not 
the plan of God. Because in order for you and I to be in the plan of God, we need to be in love with Jesus. We need to be loving God first. And the moment we stop loving the Lord, we get into purpose. We get out of his purpose, and we get into our purpose. And when we get out of our purpose, when we get out of the purpose of God into our purpose, our purpose becomes a heavy joke, a problem. Everything becomes so difficult that we're scratching our head complaining, and then the devil says to us, it's God's fault. And then we begin to blame God. (laughs) The devil never tells anyone, well, you were the one that made the decision. He never tells anyone that. You, you were the one that made the choice. God is the one that tells us, you were the one that made the decision. You were the one that made the, cho- the, the choice. Give an example. He tells God that the serpent deceived her and she ate. But the problem here is that he knew he knew what decision she should have made. The right decision was for her to say no to the serpent. But she made the decision to say yes and ate from the fruit. Now she's in problem with God. Now the discipline of God come up on her life. Get out of my garden. She's immediately out of the presence of God. This is exactly what happens today. When we, when we make a bad decision, a sinful decision. We come out of the presence of God. This is how Jesus. Uh, this is how God explained it to me. That's how. Hallelujah! Kick us out of His presence when we break His commandment. When we go into disobedience, brothers and sisters, the first thing He does, He'll kick us out. And then, but but Jesus is still there. God still has Jesus there at His right hand. Interceding for you and I, Father, he's my son, she's my daughter, help her. Please, Father, she needs our help. She needs my help. I need to help her, Father. Praise the Lord. And he says to sitting, Father, please have mercy. This is one thing in heaven that is always on our favor, brothers and sisters. It is God's mercy. David, when he talks about, mer- about God's mercy, he says, have mercy endure forever. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Who has mercy? Jesus Christ has mercy. Jesus Christ is our mercy. His mercy endures forever. <laughs> That's why he could not. This is why he overcame on the cross. His mercy endures forever. There is Jesus at the right hand of the Father interceding for you and I. When you and I get in trouble, Father God said, this is my child. I need to discipline her. I need to discipline him. Jesus says, Father, have mercy. But he just broke my commandment. She just broke my commandment. Father, please have mercy. Father, the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, Father. Please have mercy. Thank you, Lord. And Father, is moved by his son. It is moved by mercy. Because the truth is, hallelujah, hallelujah, that mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. When Jesus prayed for you and I, and Jesus says, Father, have mercy, even the Father is declaring his judgment. Father God, 
Jesus interceding for you and I. Father can declare judgment on the earth. I'll see how many times. He said, I'm going to destroy this land. I'm going to destroy these people. And Jesus says, Father, have mercy. Father, have mercy. Your mercy endure forever. Father God get moved by that. And Father God stops. Thank you, Lord. He meditates on his commitment. Although it grieves his heart, thank you, Lord. For what is sounded on the cross? Oh, this is different. This is different. You know, the, yes, the, the generation of Noah is like in the time in, uh, as in the coming of the Son of Man. But Jesus went to the cross. Hallelujah. And took the sin of humanity on him. And suffered and was crucified. If we'd been under the time of the law, the nation would have all been destroyed already. But because we are in under the grace of Christ, under the new covenant of Christ Jesus, now Christ being the intercessor, being the one that intercedes for you and I, day and night, when we make a mistake, remember this, God forgive me through Christ for what he did on the cross. I'm sorry. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Oh, when you pray that, when you pray that prayer, God looks at his son, still has the mark in his hand of the nail that went through his hand. Hallelujah. His, his, those marks, those wounds, they still bleed. He still got the wound on his feet. He still got the wound on the side of his body, brothers and sisters. He still got all those wounds. All he needs to do is, Father, look what I did for her. Father, look what I did for him. Oh, that is mercy. That is just mercy right there. And when Father sees that, he is moved. He is moved. He is moved. He is moved by what his son did on the cross. This is the greatest sacrifice. This is the perfect sacrifice. He is the perfect Lamb of God. He is the perfect Lamb of God. Hallelujah. That cleanse of sin of men. He is. He is. And when Father God looks at that sacrifice, oh, man, he is moved. I remember that I heard Father. I can see the image of God, but I cannot see God. I heard my Father in heaven says, I want my people up here. I want my people up here now. I heard him say it on the throne. I heard Father say it on the throne. And if you think I'm lying, when you get raptured, I want you to ask the Lord about this. I want you to ask my Father if he's not said these words. Please do that. Thank you, Lord. I want you to ask him if he did not say those words. He says, I want my people up here. I want my people up here now, Father God says. Jesus said, Father, look, I just say something on earth. Father God moved that throne immediately. The love, the mercy, immediately. Hallelujah. The person of the Holy Spirit was standing there. Jesus was standing there. They all looked. To earth, they all. I could see to earth too. We all look. We turn around. We look, melting in that throne for what Jesus just did. Today, the church has forgotten the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. The devil is coming against family. The devil is his demons are coming against people. But how many of you are going in prayer and are saying to God what Jesus did on the cross? 
to learn to claim what Jesus did on the cross. That was the perfect sacrifice. He defeated all principality, all evil, Satan, and all things were defeated of the cross. You need to claim the power of the cross. I thank you, Lord. What Jesus did on the cross needs to be you in prayer every day. You need to tell God how Jesus won the victory for you. Thank you, Lord. How Jesus defeated the devil in them. You need to tell God. You need to remind God of that because that is true always. That will always be true here and in the world to come. That will always be true. My brother and my sister, what Jesus did on the cross, there's nothing more powerful. There's not a more powerful tool that God has given us than what Jesus did on the cross. You claim that you will always have victory over the devil, his demon, and his principality. I thank you, Lord. Why do you think the devil won this last pope to keep, keep, to keep repeating in his service that what Jesus did on the cross was a failure? Why do you think the pope keep repeating those words? Because the devil want him to say those words. Why? Because if people lose their hope, lose their faith of what Jesus did on the cross, the devil has a greater chance to ruin their life. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. I thank you, Lord. This is why the devil is ruining people's lives, brothers and sisters, because people have forgotten what Jesus did on the cross. Then they listen to this false prophet, the pope, saying that what Jesus did on the cross was a failure. That is a lie. That is a liar. He is a liar from the pit of hell. God have mercy. God have mercy. What Jesus did on the cross is a great victory. Brothers and sisters, don't let the devil tell you what the Bible means. He doesn't know. He twists the Bible. He twists the word all the time. Listen to God and his word and believe it. Believe God's word. I had a, a brother write to me what unbelief today. And I gave him the answer. And I said, stop with that unbelief. Stop with that unbelief. You don't, you don't question, brothers and sisters, you may question the prophet. I said, you may question me. You don't sit there and question God's word without an unbelief. That is, that is not of God. I tell you, you don't believe God's word, that is not of God. I tell you that is not of God. We have to believe God's word, brothers and sisters. We have to seek that word, read it by faith. Don't read the Bible unless you repent of doubt and unbelief. When you do this, when you repent of doubt and unbelief, before you read God's word, watch what happens to your life. Say, Lord, help me to believe every word in this Bible. Help me to understand it. Give me the revelation of it, Lord. Watch what happens in your life. You don't read that Bible if you're not going to believe it. You got to believe that word so it can come true in your life, so you can see the hand of God work in your behalf. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I used to share a lot of things that God was, that God was doing for my life and my family. There are things I would like to say, but I don't want to bring no jealousy on nobody. Because that's what it was doing to a lot of people. I thought a lot of people would be happy with the testimony that I was sharing. And it was actually bringing jealousy on some people. I said, okay. I said, grace your Lord. 
Praise you, God. But that, God is always doing something, brothers and sisters. I always see almost daily the hand of God doing something. Praise you, Lord. And I'm not going to go into details again because it was affecting some people. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I remember when the Lord provided me a job for $75 an hour, I had a brother visit me with so much jealousy. I tell you, I, I would die, I would let him know so we can rejoice together. And I was not a greedy person not to share with him because I know he was making $9, $10 an hour. The Lord provided me a job with $75 an hour, and I called him, and I'm telling him, and all that, he did not believe me. He did not believe me. And I find out that he wanted to get the same job, get the same pay I was getting, which I helped him to get the job, and it was because he was jealous, brothers and sisters. He came against me in the job, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. No, brother, no, that's not the way it is. God can provide for everyone. God can make the impossible possible. We just got to believe God. It's not about money. It's about our relationship with the Lord. Hallelujah. We are not to focus on money. I don't have a job now, but I work for the Lord. The Lord take care of me and my family. And I thank God for those that the Lord has touched and spoken to to support this program. Praise the Lord, for it's not been the Lord doing. It's been the Lord putting it in their heart. It's been the Lord. Jesus promised me he will do this. And I thank the Lord for each one of you. And I pray that you be ready for the rapture. And that the Lord will open the windows of heaven over your life and your family. The Lord will help them to be to go home in the rapture. And the most important thing is the rapture. Second of all, that your, that your finance, God can help you with your finance because a lot of people are struggling in these last days. You know that. So I pray for the day and night. Thank you, Lord. Some people can see God working, opening doors, supply, multiplying what they have. Hallelujah. Increasing in the job, increasing in the business. Praise you, Lord. And some other one, just wait on the Lord. Learn to wait on the Lord and not complain. One of the problems a lot of people have is that instead of believing by faith, they begin to complain. But what about me? No. Learn to wait upon the Lord. Ask the Lord to help you to wait. And, and, and get in agreement with me in prayer. Say, Brother Elby, I'm in agreement in prayer for my business, my family, that we will be ready for the rapture. Praise the Lord. And as you, as the Lord work in your life and your family to be ready for the rapture, all things are possible with God. I thank you, Lord. The Lord works it out for good, for everything for good for them that loves him. We just need to continue to seek the Lord, brothers and sisters, focus on Jesus. Everything else is easy and light. When Jesus is first, everything else is easy and light. When it began to get harder, immediately notice that you're not focusing on the Lord. When your life is getting so difficult and so hard, immediately begin to know that you're not fo- Jesus is not first in your life, and then begin to repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord. I recognize, Lord, that I, I, I'm not in my first love as I should, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 128, that his heart is established. He should not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemy. When you are focused on Jesus, your heart is established. Your heart is firm in the Lord. 
And you know you're going home in the rapture. You're coming back with Jesus and his army. And you're going to see the Lord through the devil and the the Antichrist and the full prophet in the lake of fire. You're going to be there. You're going to be a witness. The Lord told me that I will be a witness. Thank you, Lord. I remember the Lord said to me, you're going to be a witness. Okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to be witnesses. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We are witnesses for Christ. We witness for the Lord. We're going to witness the, the destruction of our enemy. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Lord. God is so good. I hope God is speaking to you through his word. Psalm 119 says, with, with my whole heart have I sought thee, or let me now wander from thy commitment. David was even concerned that he would not be wander, that he would not wander away from God's commitment. He wanted just to be in God's word there daily. His commandment was in front of him daily. Hallelujah. Imagine in the times of David, they had the scroll, not a Bible like we have today. They had the scroll. Imagine reading the scroll, pages by pages. Well, that was David. That was King David, brothers and sisters. The commandment of God was in his mind, his heart every day. With my whole heart have I sought thee, says David. He was seeking God with his whole heart. Jesus was first in David's life, brothers and sisters. And this is why when David, listen to this now, this is why when David made the bad decision to sin with that woman, God sent the prophet Nathan to him. And he, the prophet Nathan said to him that God had already forgotten him. God, because God knows that in this body, we're going to sin. We have great chances of sinning. But his mercy, his mercy are not temporary. They endure forever. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Praise God. This is why when Jesus prayed, hallelujah, in John 17, there's a few words Jesus said there that really touched my heart. They really, really, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Listen to what Jesus said in John 17, 5. And now, Father, all glory. O oh, Father, glorify thou me with thy own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Where was Jesus when Adam and Eve sinned? He was sitting at the right hand of the Father. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. When all these demons fell, where was Jesus? He was where he always been, sitting at the right hand of the Father. I remember asking the Lord that question one day because I heard a story growing up. Like some of us went to Catholic school, Catholic school, brothers and sisters. And in Catholic school, I heard that one day God was away on vacation and the devil came, hallelujah, and, and, and get it, and to try to get in his throne. It was a story. I don't even remember the whole story right now. Praise the Lord. So at one time, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, where were you when Satan did what he did and, went and, and, and 
convinced those angels to follow him. And the Lord said to me, I was where I always been, in my throne. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Oh, where he always been, brothers and sisters. Oh, now, oh, Father, glorify thou me with thy own self, with the glory which I have with thee before the world was. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise. Then he said, I have manifest thy name unto them in whom thou gave me out of the world. That thine they were, thou gave them to me. They have kept thy word. <laughs> Who is a rightful owner? Father. Father is a rightful owner. That's why Jesus is bringing us back to Father. That's why Father says, my son, tell my son and daughter that I'm waiting for them up here. He's our father. Look what Jesus said. Thou gave me, uh, uh, I have manifest thy name unto them, whom thou gave me out of the world. Thine they were, who do we belong to, Father? And thou gave them to me, my son, here it is. Bring them to me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. He gave us to Jesus to be under Jesus' protection. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. For I have given unto them the word which thou gave me. They have received them. They have known surely that I came out from thee. They have believed that thou sent me. He is a benefit when you believe. He is one of the things that a lot of people are missing today, brothers and sisters. Here it was many people are, are missing. It's missing. Hallelujah. In the daily bread with God. There are things that people are missing. And it's just because of the decision they are making. I'm going to help you by the word to make the right decision. Always make the decision for Jesus. Always make the, the, the decision for God. When you do this, they are great benefit to your life and my life. Listen to this. For I give them, I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Lord, please help me, Lord. For I give unto them the, the word which thou gave me, the Bible, the word. And they have received them. Here, when you believe the word, what happens? When you believe the word, praise the Lord. What God has in store for you, you will receive. They have received them, and they have known surely that I came from thee. When you receive the word and you believe it, then comes the knowledge of who is Jesus, and that Jesus came from God. You immediately, Jesus becomes to be manifested in your life, in your understanding. You come to understand no things that right now you may not know because you have not believed God's word in many parts of the word, in many areas of the word, because you have not believed the word. You have been missing on things that God can pour down to your spirit. Oh, I thank you, Lord. God, the knowledge that God can pour out to your spirit about Jesus. I remember when I asked the Lord to ask the Father to give me a revelation of Jesus. I shared this a few years back. I shared it. I asked the Father to please give me a revelation of Jesus. 
brothers and sisters, for over 20 years, I've been listening to the most anointing preachers everywhere, anywhere. Radio, cassette, everywhere. Books, I have bought books and all that. And none of these preachers that have written maybe thousands of books about Jesus have even come close to what the Father revealed to me about Jesus that we don't know on earth. There is so much we don't know about Jesus that when we come to heaven and we begin to learn about Jesus without any full teaching around us anymore, I think we're going to fall back on the shell. Woo! The angel is going to say, what happened to you? Oh, my God! What I have been missing about the Lord. Oh, God! Oh, God! And the angel is going to look at you and say, because of the false teaching on earth, oh, there's so much we don't know about Christ, about Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So much we don't know about him. We know so little on earth. When Father God opened my eyes for me to receive a revelation of Jesus, in that moment I started meditating. When I saw a revelation of Jesus, I started meditating on every preacher, everyone that I heard. Don't even come close to what the Father revealed to me about Jesus. And we should know more about Jesus. But there's so much false teaching on this earth. Hallelujah. We, we, I'm believing in doubt, has been, the devil has been using those two tools against us so much that instead of believing the word, you got a bunch of people in the churches, including pastors, preaching the word, not believing the word, confessed by their own mouth. I, I'm a preacher. I don't watch preacher anymore on my television. Very few. Maybe once a week, once a month. Listen to this. Put a preacher on television. He was preaching the word. And he said that he didn't think he could believe what, what it says there on the word. And I'm like, how can he be an example of faith when he is confessing doubt and unbelief through his mouth? That's what we got on television today. You got a bunch of people who don't believe the word preaching the word, preaching it with doubt and preaching it with unbelief. You know what that does to the believer? That ruined the relationship with the Lord because they don't learn to believe. They learn to bow and to unbelieve is what the Lord is. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Instead of learning to believe in Jesus, learning to believe in the Lord and his word, 100% clear without any false teaching. Oh, brothers and sisters, they are learning with doubt and in unbelief. And then how can God, everything he has for us, give it to us? When we don't believe, when we doubt his word, his commandment, we're doubting. Oh, God. You you want to try something? I, I told his people in 2012, you want to try something. I, I'll i lay you. Thank you, Lord. I want you to try something. I want you not to listen to any preacher. And if, I mean, if you don't want to listen to the Lord's hour, it's okay to listen to the Lord's hour. The Lord's hour says to people, for a whole month, I want you to read your Bible. And before you read the Bible, you repent of doubt and unbelief before God with all your heart. Talking about the heart. I want you to try this for a whole month. No matter who's preaching, you're not going to listen to anyone. You're just going to read your Bible fast and pray and ask the Lord to teach you 
believe, just to be by faith. If thou doesn't change your life to where you are now, oh, man, it will. I had a brother try this for a whole week. He says, oh, my God, Brother Elby, oh, my God, oh, my God. In 2013, he tried this. He says, I've been going to church every week, Brother Elby, as long as I know. As long as I know. My, my parents are Christian and all that. And Brother Elby, when you say this, he says, and also begin to repent thou and unbelief in false teaching in that whole month. Begin to repent false teaching in your life, in your heart, in your mind, your soul, and your spirit, because that thing goes deep into your life, that false teaching. And he, he did this for a whole week. He did it fasting. He says, when he began to repent, pray thou and unbelief, hallelujah, in false teaching, he could not believe, hallelujah, all the false teaching, that, don't believe that. Don't believe the false teaching. He could not believe all the false teaching and doubt that came out of him or just kept coming, kept coming. He said he felt the Lord so close to him. The Lord began to talk to him. He began to hear the Lord so clear. He was like, he said his whole life was like, if all he can remember was what I said to him. Praise the Lord. If, if, if I shut this radio, if I don't come on the radio for how we can, I'm with the Lord. I can hear God so clear. I, he gives me so much. My life grows so much. Praise the Lord. I remember Brother Larry said to the father, uh, father, father told him he didn't want to hear him on the radio. And then he said, what about Elvie? He said, Elvie, my son is with him. He can go on the radio. Praise the Lord. But I don't want you to get contaminated. Praise the Lord. Praise to God. And that's a, another teaching that I will bring. But I tell you this, brothers and sisters, there's so much false teaching on YouTube. There is so much false teaching. When you are not sure about someone, when your spirit gets a negative from someone, you, you know what you need to do? You need to ask the Lord about that person. Don't judge. Don't point your finger. But say, Lord, this woman, this man is speaking on your behalf, Lord. And see your messenger, your prophet, Lord, please let me know. Please, Lord, and begin to fast and pray. You're going to be stunned of all the false teaching there is up there. Brothers and sisters, it contaminates us so much. It just, it just, it just, hallelujah. It doesn't help our walk with God. It's a stumbling block in our walk with the Lord, brothers and sisters. We need to be careful. I had to repent the other day because the Lord was ministering to me. And, and all of a sudden, this doubt came in me. And I was doubting. And I, I, I had to really begin to repent for that doubt and unbelief. Now, like, what is this stuff come? First, I've been repenting this stuff for so long. But it, it was, it, I could not really focus on what the Lord was saying to me because this doubt. Praise the Lord. Doubt and unbelief is haunting humanity and a lot of through the false teaching. I don't care who message I listen to. After I listen to that message, I repent Christ. I repent thou and unbelief and, and, and false teaching. I repent false teaching. I don't care who it is. I don't care if they say I'm the, I'm the prophet of the Lord. They say, I repent false teaching anyway. Praise the Lord. You want the blood of Jesus to cleanse you, cleanse your soul and spirit. You done here, only trust the Lord. Remember this. You done here, only trust the Lord, the Holy Spirit. I am telling you, be careful with everyone. If you want to repent false teaching tonight, do it. Am I a false teacher? No. But do it. Do it 
But anyway, I thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Because then you keep your life, the blood of Jesus cleanses you, you keep your life clean. Anyone that you listen to, repent of false teaching. Anyone message, don't matter if you know that is a pastor of God, he's been preaching for 40 years. Forget about that. Repent false teaching. There's body, there's flesh, brothers and sisters. I don't trust it for a bit. Thank you, Lord. I don't trust my flesh. I don't trust my body. I only trust Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what we need to learn down here. Thank you, Lord. I have to say that to the Lord, and the Lord has said to me, Hallelujah, good, my servant. I'm glad you know that, he tells me. Praise. I tell that to the Lord, brothers and sisters. I don't trust myself. I trust the Lord. Praise you, Lord. There's flesh, brothers and sisters. There's heart that we have. There's heart that we have. Can we honestly trust this heart? Brothers and sisters, can we honestly say, I trust my heart? Some people, I hear some people saying that. You know, I trust my heart because, no, in my heart I, I can feel this, I can feel that. Oh, brothers and sisters, I, I share with someone what is what Jesus said about the word that the devil takes from the heart. Because I heard some people say, the devil has no access to my heart. And I said, that is, if the Lord is in you and you are in obedience. That is true. I believe that. Oh, but if you get in the disobedience, let me share to you what the word says, that the devil takes the word from the heart. The person was like, what? Stunned. Completely sorry. What? Down here, brothers and sisters, down here on this earth, only trust the Lord. Only trust the Holy Spirit. Only trust God. Forget about anybody else. Trust only the Lord. I am telling you, and I'm very sincere about this. I am very sincere about this. Only trust the Lord down here. That's why I'm surprised with people who say, oh, you're saying this, you're saying that. Listen. Since the Lord sent me here in 2002 on this program, I've been sending people to the Lord. Never to me. Never to me. Always to the Lord Jesus. I don't trust myself. I don't trust any man. I only trust Jesus Christ in him crucified. I am telling you the truth. I have said it since day one, and I'm going to keep saying this. I thank you, Lord. Can only trust Jesus, brothers and sisters. Can only trust him. Yes, love your brother, love your sister, love everyone, walk in love for sure. But in your salvation, only trust the Lord. Praise you, God. And every word you hear, every word you receive from someone, take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. I remember bringing a word to the Lord, and the Lord says, I never said that. What? Praise you, Lord. We need to be careful. We need to be very careful on this earth. There is a lot of false teaching, false teacher, false, false prophet, like Jesus said in Matthew 24, a lot of contamination that will contaminate our soul. Brothers and sisters, I don't say that there are not other people of God. Yes, there are many people of God. There are many prophets of God, many servants of God that they truly serve the Lord. They truly do. They're pastor of the Lord. That I know, men of God, women of God, that I know, brothers and sisters. I mean, I don't tell you that they're not of God. Yes, they are of God. But down here, in regard to your salvation, only trust Jesus Christ. I am telling you, praise the Lord. Seek the Lord and trust the Lord. and Seek to have a relationship with the Lord. Because the Lord will keep your heart. The Lord 
Hallelujah. Well, keep your heart. Thank you, Jesus. He, he can and he will. Thank you, Lord. He can, he, he can and he will keep your heart for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Because we can be deceived down here so easy. There have been people, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look what, uh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 11:16. Take heed to yourself that your heart be not deceived, and you turn aside to serve other gods and worship them. See, there's you trust in your heart. I feel in my heart that this is from the Lord. And your heart is leading you to worship other gods. Oh, God, have mercy. Oh, I feel from my heart, Brother Elvis, that, you know, this is, you know, this is God that wants me to do it. Then you're in idolatry. Your heart leads you into idolatry. I'm going to read the word again. Take heed to yourself that your heart be not, uh, be not deceived, that your heart be not deceived, and ye turn, and you turn aside and serve other God and worship them. Brothers and sisters, they are Christians today, or there are people that this happened to them. They failed to go through with these other religions or these other group of people, and now they're worshiping other gods. You see how deceiving it is? Islam has a program in the United States and around the world to reach out to Christians. Are you listening? Are you listening? Islam, hallelujah, Islam has a program on paper plan to execute, to reach out to Christians, to bring Christians to Islam, brothers and sisters. And they are winning, they are bringing Christians from the different denominations of Christianity into Islam, brothers and sisters. Oh, God, have mercy. Which, which is a, it's a religion, hallelujah, of killing and hate and much more. They are bringing people that are Christian into them. It's working for them in Europe and around the United States. From the Bible, they go to the Quran, and they are now rejecting the Bible and just staying with the Quran. Brothers and sisters, oh, God, have mercy. I heard about this. I said, oh, man, this, I got to talk about this. I got to talk about this. Take heed, says God through Moses to his people, that your heart be not deceived, and you turn aside to serve other God and worship them. That's what these people are doing. They are bringing people from Christianity to other gods to serve them, to worship them. Oh, God, have mercy. This is happening today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, God, have mercy. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 49, 16. The terribleness has deceived thee, the pride of thy heart, that thou that dwellest in the cliff of the rock, holding the high of the hill, thou shalt make the nest as the height of the eagle. I will bring thee down from hence, said the Lord. Pride 
comes from the devil. The devil is prideful. And when pride comes into your heart and your life, hallelujah, and you don't repent it, praise the Lord, you can become an enemy of God. Obedience one three. The pride of thy heart hath deceived thee. Thou hast dwelt in the cliff of the rock whose habitation is high, and said in his heart, Who shall bring me down to the ground? See, pride is that uh, you're going to reign, you're going to, to be forever, and no one can bring you down. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you for that, brother, buddy. They also got a coin in Christ's limb. Hallelujah, that's what I heard, Christ's limb. Christ's limb, instead of Christianity, it's Christ's limb. Mega churches and pastors have joined this teaching at Christland. They have turned Islam into Christianity, both united, and they go to the same churches, the same teaching. Oh, God, have mercy. Brothers and sisters, their heart is deceiving them. It's what they're doing. Oh, God, have mercy. Hallelujah. Romans 16, 18. For such as they serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good word and fair speeches, deceive the heart of the simple. Thank you, Lord. You know, a good message is a message when God speaks to your life, and, you, and it helps you to grow and mature and learn new revelation from the Lord. But these preachers, what do they bring to people? Fair speeches, good speeches, convincing speeches. Speeches, hallelujah. I think that sounds really good. Sounds really important and necessary. They tell you, this is so necessary. You need to do this. You need to take the seventh step. Otherwise, no, you need to take the 14th step. Otherwise, no, you need to take the 10th step. There, forget about it. It's in my book. It's only $69.99. And I got all the steps there in the book. And then when you read the book, they come out with another book. Oh, there was stuff that I didn't put in that first book. This other book is $89.99. This has information that the first book did not have. You read the second book. They come up with the other book. Oh, I got this other book, $99.99. And I know I'm going to add another CD. So $129.99. This has information that my other three books did not have. This will change your life. You got to buy this book. And they keep people entertaining people with all these books and all this stuff. I know people that have read, that have read all these books that these people have put out. In the life I've never been ever ever worse. Help or nothing. Praise you, Lord. Now tell me, man, but I always see, you know, your evangelizing, winning soul, your ministry going up and down. Praise the Lord. And I'm asking her, what's going on? Because I, I had a sister that she she a sister in the Lord, she she bought all these books and also DVDs. She paid hundreds of dollars, I think one was almost a thousand dollars for the set. Because one was like two ninety nine, another one three hundred, another four hundred. She paid all this money for for this ministry, for this collection that this, this, these men put out and all that, because it was gonna really inform her and all that. And it, what it did, it helped it help her backslide. Is what it did. Nothing else but to help her backslide. The only one that is gonna help us move forward is Jesus through His Holy Spirit. No man down here is gonna help you move forward in God. Unless it's directed by the Lord and the Holy Spirit. You got to be careful. Got to be careful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, people that were on fire for the Lord. On fire. This woman was on fire for the Lord. 
The Lord has given her several gifts of tongues in a different language. Oh, God, she, oh, it was incredible how God used to use this woman, hallelujah, to, to, to uh, baptize other people in the spirit. It's so powerful for people to come to the Lord. And she got in all these DVDs and all these books and all these stuff. And what it there is, backslide is what I help her to do. Praise you. You will tell them, all these great pastors on television, these great men of God, they say, we're going to help these people. There's so many people that follow us that are backsliding like never tomorrow. These are the people that the Lord is going to bring back to him because these men probably help these people backslide not to get right with God because we need to be right with the Lord. We need to be in repenting, repenting, daily repenting. They don't teach that. They'll teach you all these deep of the devil. I don't know what is, what is so entertaining about the deepness of Satan that they're teaching that is not helping them with the walk with the Lord. Oh, you got to know the deepness of Satan. And they write all these books, and they sell it to people for hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, and then what they do to help people back to life. Not to help with anything. Brothers and sisters. And those are the people who are missing in the Lord today. Right? So the people write to me, what, what book should I buy from there? What's this? And I recommend that they'll seek the Lord and begin to repent. No, oh, but I need something, brother. Oh, you know that. Oh, God. We need the Lord. It's what we need more than anything, brothers and sisters. Time is short, or there's no time left. What we need to do is repent. We need to repent. We need to be ready for the Lord. The bride has made herself ready. If our heart is not ready, hallelujah, it needs to be ready to see the Lord. That's where our heart needs to be. Our heart needs to be with the Lord, nobody else or nothing else. Anything else on this world is not going to help us at all. You see people visiting churches and visiting this and visiting that. They go to different states, different countries. I, I speak with people, oh, I've been to Israel, Mexico, you know, Canada, and Europe. They, they've been anywhere. I met a sister who was backsliding, going everywhere. Europe, he is there. Says, sister, just seek the Lord. Begin to repent your sin. Forget about everything. Just seek the Lord. And she finally was able to, through repenting and fasting, to get back with the Lord. She was backsliding. Backsliding. Her mother raised her in church seeking the Lord. Now she was in college. She was backsliding. Now she was reading, visiting country, reading about these preachers are preaching. You don't need that. You need the Lord. We need the Lord. We don't need nothing else. By Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. And so people need to get it from out of all the knowledge and get back with the Lord who will help us, brothers and sisters. The books that I usually get is out of like uh, Anna Rantree, Two Thomas, people that have been to heaven, people that can tell me about heaven. I don't need people telling me about earth or hell. I need people telling me about heaven, where I'm heading to. Praise the Lord. But people of God, that I asked the Lord myself about these people. Oh, I, you know, when I, when I, be, when I thought on the Rantree book, and even before I had two Thomas book, brothers and sisters, I went to the Lord about them and Richard Simmons. I went to the Lord. In heaven, I was told that the revelation they received was from the Lord. In heaven. That gave me greater peace, brothers and sisters, in heaven. I said, there are things that I tell the Lord, Lord, take me out of this body, out of this earth to heaven. Lord, reveal this to me. 
I trust more anything from heaven than from earth, brothers and sisters. That's why I tell people, what I'm telling you tonight, I tell people, I receive in heaven. I was not in my body. In case you think my heart, you know, brings any deceitfulness or anything. I, I don't trust this body. I trust Jesus, brothers and sisters. That's it. And that's what we need to do. Praise the Lord. I see a lot of people putting the trust on men down here, and that's a problem. Because although they might be men of God and women of God, if you got your eyes on them, you are more worried about their, them and their ministry than your relationship with Jesus. Your relationship with the Lord needs to be first. And then everything else comes after that. Listen carefully, because there's people that instead of having their eyes on Jesus, they got their eyes on ministry and some other people. And when you find them doing wrong, if you got your eyes on them, you're going to backslide. Because it happens to a lot of people. People, when my pastor began to backslide, so many people were hurt. I heard people say to me, ah, now it's not even worth it to serve God anymore. I heard them saying those words. I said, what do you have to your eyes of men? You should seek the Lord. Which our eyes was supposed to be on the Lord, not on men. The problem down here is that everyone wants you to follow them. Every ministry wants you to follow them. But they don't tell you to focus on Jesus. Want you to follow them. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God of mercy. This is a time, brothers and sisters, that if we're not hanging on to Jesus, brothers and sisters, if we don't hang on to the Lord, it's very difficult to serve the Lord. We need to be holding on to Jesus. Hold on to the Lord. Pray and fast and pray that the Lord be first in your life. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord gives you. May the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, may his faith upon you. I got the latest prophecy here, or at least some of them. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Susan Waldrop here, July 26, 2016. I pray that you're having a blessed day. The Lord sent me some dreams this morning, some urgencies regarding famine that is coming in the land. And so as we follow his leading, we will do as he tells us and we will be okay because great times are coming. Great times of struggling personally, but also times when the Holy Spirit is going to magnify himself on this earth in a great way, in a great way. Father, we lift up our oil before you to say we thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you for your great presence in our lives. Thank you that your dreams and visions are revelations to our spirit. And they also speak volumes to us personally. For you are no respecter of person. You decide what you will send each person. And so we look up and we say thank you. Thank you for imparting to us just what we need for each day in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing, 
have we resolved that we in ourselves know nothing? If God didn't speak to us, we would be just like the world. We would think we would be so full of wisdom. We would have all of our diplomas, all of our degrees, all of our accomplishments, all of our awards sitting there. But we resolve when we come to Christ, we are crucified. It's a humbling experience to know that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, has all of a sudden imparted into you personally His Holy Spirit that goes way beyond all knowledge of anyone on the earth. The wisdom, the love you feel, the presence. <clears throat> and so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you. I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but God's power. We don't want people to see us. I remember when I was singing with the Doodletown Pipers years ago, traveling, doing a lot of wonderful things It would seem in the natural and oh, there I was on the stage in radio stations, television stations. Wonderful it would seem. But I took my Bible as, as I had always acknowledged the Lord. And I found myself within a group of people that had one agenda. To lift themselves up. To party. To gossip to partake in all of these things I had no interest in. I just love to sing. I love to speak life into people when I was on the stage. I had no desire for the rest of the lifestyle because if you walk in the world you will be part of the world if you walk in the world partaking what the world has to offer, which is nothing. The world has nothing to offer you that it is life, that is going to fill your spirit, that's going to give you what you need every single day. The world has nothing. And when you come to Christ, and you are infilled by the Holy Spirit. You are changed instantly, instantly. But you see, my sheep know my voice. That is why you're drawn to God and you're drawn away from the things of the world because they become 
dim. They become unimportant. All of a sudden, what you were hoping to move towards with your life, you find when you become a born-again believer, things change. Or God will use you in the arena he has placed you in. <clears throat> I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified this is the only thing we know when we are in Christ it is him that lives in us for we have died people don't understand that they say how can you die how can you die well your desires for what possibly you had before you were born again God comes in and he refreshes you he gives you a new life. Many times people will stop smoking right away. They'll stop using foul language. Their priorities totally will change. God's wisdom revealed by the Spirit. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom. See, this is all we care about. Once you're in Christ, you don't care what the things of the world have you don't really take uh, advice from someone that's not saved because they don't have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit many of them don't even acknowledge him I don't care if they have billions if they don't have the Holy Spirit they are not walking in the fear of the Lord asking him to impart into them we do however speak a message a message you see our life is one message of wisdom among the mature our message is one of wisdom among the mature but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing the rulers of this age you see he spoke this many years ago thousands of years ago but you know what the rulers of this age 2016 are coming to nothing this is why we see kings and kingdoms shall all pass away every kingdom shall pass away no we declare God's wisdom a mystery God's wisdom is a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began None of the rulers of this age understand it. None of the rulers of this age understand the wisdom of God. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, if the devils cannot understand what's going on, with God's big plan how can the devils understand what's going on with our plan for 
our life individually, God's plan for our life. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, our minds can't even conceive it. The things of God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, who knows a person's thoughts. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God's of God except the Spirit of God. For what we have received, what we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with the Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You see, to whom much is given, much is required. As we lay down our life and we give our life to the Lord, then everything he has for us shall come to fulfillment as we continue daily to lay our life, realizing we know nothing. All we know is what the Spirit shows us, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. He will show you things of the past. He will show you things of the present. He will show you things yet to come as he has shown me many things. In the past, using those as examples, metaphorically, and he's also shown me things that are happening presently that I am not even physically around, but you see the Spirit knows even the intent of the heart of some individuals that are not saved. And he shows us these things so that we would pray that these ones would come to know him. He will only show you something when he knows he can trust you. When he knows you're not going to
talk about this publicly, naming names. For God does things in secret many times. Because if we would reveal names and people, then the hand of God would not be able to complete, possibly, because we would get in the way. So we need to be reverent always and keep these things to ourselves, except he would tell us to go to that person privately or if this is not a person that you can go to privately because they are an A-list person, then you pray for them. And God will let you know that he is moving in that situation because that person's face will continue to come up to you over and over and over. <clears throat> I speak from personal experience because there is one person that he continues to keep on my heart. And for years I have been praying. I have been praying. And this is what we do. We continue to pray. And he let me know it is true because everything I would see in the newspaper that he would show me in a dream the day before would come to pass physically in the paper. I would read about it. And other things that I cannot even speak of that were definitely confirmations. So I want to encourage you this day. God is moving. He will reveal to you things in dreams and visions of the day, the night. And do not think about what other people tell you. Take it to God himself. Many times we lean on what other people would say. It's wonderful to have godly counsel because in the multitude of godly counsel there is wisdom and safety true. But I always say this, take it before the Holy Spirit yourself because God wants to have a personal relationship with you. He wants you to be quiet and still and sit he speaks to me about the smoke, even, that was so thick in our area just the last few days. He speaks prophetic, prophetically to me about what the smoke in the air represents of things yet to come on the earth. It's like you are stepping into another dimension, another world. Or it's as if I could say, his world is coming into your world. And you are merging. It was so funny because I just walked out. I've done a lot of walking the last couple of days, scouting out you know, areas to make sure that the fire was out. Because we did stay here. We did not leave. And the only reason, partly, that we did this also is because we had peace. The Holy Spirit said, you'll be fine. The Holy Spirit said, stay. So I listened to what the Holy Spirit says. We did not travel out in our car. We let the firemen do their job. We stayed put. But I took a walk up a hill in one of the days. 
and to see the fire that was all ablaze across the mountain that was not very far from us. And as we turned around to walk down the mountain, the first thought in my mind was to just put out my hands and fly down. And I caught myself and I thought, well, Susan, what are you doing? You can't fly. But you see, my natural instinct was to just fly. And that caught me. And I was taken away with the Spirit. And I knew He was showing me, showing me our natural instinct is to do things in the supernatural that we cannot do in the natural. You see, when you become a born-again child of God, all of a sudden, the lid opens up. You don't think like you used to. And I remember a season from 1984 to 1987, roughly, the Lord sent me so many visions and dreams for a couple of years that I would wake up in His presence so strong, so greatly, that I became, as I was awake during the day, I was so aware of the spiritual realm because it was so heavy on me, so predominant of what I was experiencing, if that's the right word that I knew it was more real than my eyes open walking around. You see, when you have been touched by God and He is no respecter of person, someone wrote and said, I don't understand. How can you have this? And I said, well, in the last days, we are in the last days. He promised He would give this to us. Maybe someone is attending a, a church that does not believe in this does not believe you can have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. I would find time, read your Bible, talk to Him. He is so available 24-7. And so it becomes a very wonderful world when you are with the Holy Spirit. And it's so real, it's so alive, because He confirms whatever He tells you. He confirms it over and over and over. It will come to you out of the mouths of two or more. My word shall be established. And it will come, like today I saw a news article. That was a confirmation. Many things. So be encouraged. He's available. And we are in that season. We are in the last of the last days. And God is greatly speaking to us. Many people are receiving dreams and visions. It's a wonderful thing. You see, the person with the Spirit makes judgment about all things. But a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That's why he says, I, I 
change you from glory to glory to glory. We are constantly being changed from glory to glory to glory. And he delights in opportunities where it looks like all hope is gone. All hope is lost. But you will reach up your hand when you are underwater and it looks like you're going to die. Underwater, speaking metaphorically, your life, you are lost. You are hopeless. Let me encourage you, if you feel you are in this situation, reach out your hand, for the light is above you. It is Jesus. Acknowledge him. Tell him you are denouncing all other religions, gods, evil people that have been placed by the devil in your life. Rebuke them. Turn and walk away. They have nothing to offer you of life. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you bless us this day. You are with us, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We give you all the glory. Now, Father, Speak to your people this day personally. We pray as a body, for we acknowledge only you have this wisdom, Lord, that you know how to move in each person's life. We call them out of darkness in the name of Jesus, and we say, step into the light of God. And Father, for those needing a healing, we as a body agree that you're moving, that you're touching now, even so now, the hearts of those that need to be changed, the physical bodies and the diseases leaving as we rebuke them. Your miracle transformation of the mind that you are imparting the mind of Christ in them. Even so, Father, this day we thank you. For it is not by power, not by might, but by thy Spirit it is accomplished. Thank you, Lord, for your word is always fresh and anew. It's never a peace and repeat. It's always what we need every single time. We thank you for the confirmations this day you will be doing with your body, your people, as you keep us this day in Jesus' wonderful name. I love you so very much. God bless you for watching, for listening. Leave your comments. Pass this video to someone today that is hurting, that is lost, it is trusting God for that rhema word. For even so, this will encourage them. I pray, we pray in Jesus' name. God bless you for watching. Have a blessed, anointed day in Him.
Can you shut the sea in with? 
Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. Thank you, Brother Javon, Brother Vardy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the privilege to be here sharing the, the word of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord God Almighty is so awesome. He is so good. He is so great. We serve such a wonderful God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I want to go ahead and go into the word. Because I would also like to share a revelation I received this morning from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God the Father uh, wanted to show me certain things that are going to happen very soon. Thank you, Lord. When I say very soon, only God knows the day or the hour, but it was God the Father that was showing me uh, a few things that I'm going to share tonight. Thank you, Lord. He wanted me to share them tonight. So in obedience, I will do that. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. It's revelation have encouraged me so much, brothers and sisters. The revelation of the Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I know I will encourage you too to continue to seek the Lord and prepare, brothers and sisters, for the coming of Jesus to take the bride of Christ home soon. Because he's soon going to take us home, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Don't miss the rapture. Miss any appointment with anybody else, but don't Miss the rapture. Jesus is coming for his bride. Thank you, Lord. In Hebrew uh, 3, 7 or 16 is where I want to begin. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. It says in the word of God in Hebrew 3, 3 7 or 16, chapter 3, verse 7 to 16. Therefore, as the Holy Ghost said, today if ye will hear his voice, Harden not your heart has been the provocation. Thank you, Lord. That must have been a mighty day that God remembered. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Harden not your heart has been the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Thank you, Jesus. The day of temptation. Temptation is the title of this message. Hallelujah. Verse 9. When your father tempted me, Although the word of God said God should not be tempted, when your father uh, tempted me, proved me, and saw my word forty years. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, I would grieve with that generation, and said, they do always ever in their heart, and they have not known my ways. They have not known my ways. It's the Holy Spirit here speaking, brothers and sisters, in that word here. So I swore in my wrath, they should not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but assert one another daily. This is a daily thing. Some people think it's a, it's a weekly thing, Sunday only. That's not what the Word of God says. The Word of God says daily. Verse 13. But it served one another daily, while it is still called today. Let any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is, is the open door that deceives many people. Verse 14. For we are made partakers of Christ. For we are made partakers of Christ. 
if we hold the confidence we have in the beginning steadfast unto the end. Where it is said, today if ye will hear his voice, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation. For some, when they have heard, they provoke. However, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. Not all, not all, not all, not all. Lord, Lord Jesus, please help me to uh, share your word, your revelation, Lord. Please, Lord, that I may boldly share your word, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord, Lord Jesus. Please, Lord, remember that we're still in this body, Lord, and we struggle. Lord, daily, Lord Jesus, please forgive my sin, my trespasses, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for grieving your Holy Spirit, Lord, one way or another, Lord, by thinking, by acting, by speaking, by behaving, Lord. I repent, Lord. Anything in my life that has grieved the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. Please forgive me from the time I was conceived. In my mother's womb to this very second, anything in my life that has grieved the Holy Spirit, Lord, including in my generational lives, from my mother's side, my father's side, for first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth, seventh generation, back to the enemy, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin and my disobedience, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord, anything that I grieve, your Holy Spirit, Lord, in my life, I'm so sorry, my generational life. I am so sorry, Lord, please forgive me, please forgive me, Lord. And help my brothers and sisters, Lord. Lord, to hold on to their salvation, Lord. Is there anything in their life grieving your Holy Spirit, Lord? I ask you that tonight, Lord, you will help them to understand, Lord, that we cannot grieve the Holy Spirit if we expect to go home in the rapture, Lord. And you want us, Lord. You want us to come home, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. That we will not grieve your Holy Spirit with our sinful way, our sinful life, Lord, our evil behavior, our evil speaking, Lord, I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm so sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, please use me tonight. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, I know you are Jesus. Holy Spirit, please, Holy Spirit, use me tonight. Holy Spirit, please anoint me. Let your anointing flow through me. Holy Spirit, please touch every heart, every life. Break the power of any spirit that is not of you, Lord, tonight and block them. In Jesus' name, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, Holy Spirit of God, use me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, give me the word, the anointing. Give me the power, Holy Spirit, use me tonight. Anoint me for this message in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, guide me. Lead me, give me the wisdom and understanding. Give me the right word to speak tonight. In Jesus' name, that I may not offend anyone with any word, Lord Jesus. That the word will not be, may not be mine, but it's Maybe all your word coming through my mouth in Jesus' name. I pray, Holy Spirit, please help me, use me for your glory, for your, thank you, Jesus, for your glory, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. For the Lord is the Spirit. I know that the person of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, is Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. The Lord is so awesome. I, I've been speaking with the Lord this past week. In the Lord, uh, I struggle with certain things in my life, and, and, and the Lord spoke to me and told me why specifically. Praise you, Lord, and they helped me so much. This is why we need to be in communion with God, in union, in conversation. Hallelujah. Because he'll reveal to you 
what you don't know. Thank you, Lord, what you don't know. There might be things you, you, you might think you know, but it's only when the Lord teaches you that you begin to understand how, how much God is. God is wisdom. He's all wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I don't, I, I don't presume to know anything. Thank you, Lord. But Christ crucified, that's it. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory go to him and none to anybody else. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. What a great program we have, we have this afternoon. So anointed the power of God just moving in such a special way. We, we pray that it will also move tonight. The Lord will move tonight. The Holy Spirit will move tonight. He spoke with people, to people this afternoon, very powerful. Thank you, Lord. The anointing was so real. The presence was so real. And I pray, Lord, please let your presence be real tonight, Lord. Lord, please, you speak to your people according to their need, Lord. My need, speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty God. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It, it was so awesome, so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The provocation, the provocation. Where Israel provoked God to anger. Hallelujah. Any act of pride in our behalf. Hallelujah. Any act of pride and unbelief will always provoke God to anger. We see the example in the Jewish people in the wilderness. When God called them to believe, they acted, hallelujah, in the flesh. You know that the Lord has allowed me to see, shalom, mama. The Lord has allowed me to see something in his word that has been so good, brothers and sisters. I was excited before I go on into the revelation. I was excited to come on tonight and share what the Lord has revealed to me a few days ago because I was having a conversation with the Lord. And Jesus revealed me something so awesome. Thank you, Lord. And I just, as I just read Hebrew, thank you, Lord, how God was so unhappy with this generation of the generation of the Israelites for how they behave. Exodus uh, 17, 2 says, Therefore the people chided Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye me? Why do you tempt the Lord? Why, Moses said, do you tempt the Lord? They were tempting God. And it is written that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Who also tempted Jesus? Who also tempted the Lord? Who also tempted God? Satan did that, brothers and sisters. And what the Lord was revealing to me this afternoon is that the same behavior that Satan had when he tempted Jesus after 40 days and 49 fasting was a diabolical temptation, was the same temptation the Jewish people had in the wilderness. It was, a, it was an evil temptation. That should not send the Lord thy God. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus 77. And he called the name of the place, Moses called the name of the place. That is temptation. Massa. Massa. That is temptation of Meribeth. That is shielding. Because the shielding of the children of Israel, the murmuring. And because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? You see, when people don't believe God's word that come from God, 
praise the Lord, when they fail to believe, they do exactly what the children of Israel did in the wilderness, brothers and sisters. They tend the Lord, especially when a message is from the Lord. This morning, early in the morning, the Lord took me out of my body. And I'm not going to tell you I saw God. I saw an image, hallelujah, or a revelation of the Father, thank you, Lord, who was talking to me, brothers and sisters, who was revealing to me this morning of the judgment that is about to come upon the earth, especially in the United States, how people's lives are going to change because it is his plan that everyone's life changes, including the bride. Brothers and sisters, the bride is not going to stay for the tribulation. But there is coming a time when judgment begins, everyone's life is going to change. We're not here again for the wrath, but the beginning of suffering and pain, the beginning of pain. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. It's going to begin soon, and we are still here. Jesus has spoken with me about this back in Massachusetts in the revelation of the Lord. There's a reason this judgment, the bride of Christ needs to see the beginning of the judgment, and because it's what God is going to use to awaken his bride, to awaken those that are sleeping. Although there are people listening to God's message every day, it don't mean there are people repenting as they should every day. Some people have not taken God's word serious, have not taken their relationship with God serious, have not taken their salvation serious. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. And God can see that from his throne. Nothing can hide from him. His eyes sees everything. He knows everything. He can hear everything. He knows everyone, too, brothers and sisters. And we can say whatever we want to say, but God is the one that knows everyone, brothers and sisters. Nothing can hide from him. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. That's why we need to hear from him, because he's the one that knows everyone. Deuteronomy 16, you should not tend the Lord thy God as you tend him in my sight, said Moses. Thank you, Jesus. Very clear, brothers and sisters, where Moses reminded God's people, the Israelites, that they should not thank the Lord thy God. As it's written, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 95, 8 through 11. Hearten not your heart as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your father tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty long years, forty long years, I was grieved with this generation. And I say it is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. They have not known my ways. And Jesus was speaking to me this past few days, and I was meditating on this word. Somehow he made me to meditate on this word. And I was meditating when God the Father said they have not known my way. Jesus spoke to me and says, I am the way, the true and the life. No one comes to the Father, said through me. I said, Lord, do you mean to say that what Father God wanted them to know was you? Yes, he said. It is me he wanted them to know, Messiah. 
Messiah. Thank you, Lord. They wanted to know that, that God was their salvation, Jesus, the Lord, Mashiach. Thank you, Lord. Yeshua. He says, I am the Messiah. He, he is the one. The Father God wants everyone to know because he is the truth. He is the life and he is the way. When God said they have not known my way, they have not known my son. Because Moses, when Moses said that God will go with them, he says, my spirit will go with thee. I will send my angel before thee, talking about his son Jesus. God sent the angel of the Lord with Moses when he took them out of the out of Egypt, going through all the enemy land, enemy lands, brothers and sisters. It was Jesus Christ among them, fighting for them. Brothers and, he, brothers and sisters, Jesus was not a stranger among the Jewish people. He was well known among them, brothers and sisters. He was well known among them. So how is it that Jesus was among them and they took him for granted. Because if you are not hot, if you're not in the fire, you'll either look warm or cold. And the Lord will prefer that you'll be cold than look warm, brothers and sisters. And when you look warm, you're doubting, you're not believing God, you're questioning, but you're not questioning by faith. You're questioning with unbelief. That's how people question. And when you question with unbelief, although the truth is right before you, you're not going to believe. That's why God will want you to repent and see from where you have fallen. Because a lot of people are not seeing from where they have fallen. They have not seen from where they have fallen. But he said, repent and see from when thou have fallen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. In Judges chapter 2, verse 1, says the word of God. So you see that Jesus was among them. And the angel of the Lord came out from Gagal to Baal and said, I made you go out of Egypt. I have brought you to the land which I sold to your father, and I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And you should make no link with no league with the inhabitant of this land. You should throw down the altar. You have not obeyed my voice. Why has ye done this? That's a Jesus Christ is speaking to them as the angel of the Lord, brothers and sisters. Right in front of everyone there, the whole multitude, was there in Judges chapter 2, verse 2. Therefore I also said, I will not drive them out of from before you, but they should be a thorn on your side, and the God should be a snare to you. And it came to pass that when the angel of the Lord spoke these words unto all the children of Israel, that the people lifted up their voice and wept. Here, brothers and sisters, God knows when we are being sincere. You can cry in your own pride, seeking for God's blessing. But a sincere prayer, a prayer from the heart, will always lead you to change. And when you cry out for God's blessing, but there is no change in your life, it's the most dangerous thing there is. And people don't realize that. 
brothers and sisters. And they call the name of the place Voshim, that is Whipper, and they sacrifice unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. The angel of the Lord was in front of all the people, and they saw him. He was speaking to all of them. He was not just speaking to them through a prophet. He was there. They could recognize him. That was Jesus Christ among them. He had never left them. He never, he never forsaken them. He was always there. God always been among his people. God had always been among his people. Jesus said to his disciples, I will be with thee all the day of your life. He had never left you. You might think the Lord is far from you. That is not true at all. That is not true at all. If you think the Lord is far from you, the Lord Jesus is so closer to you than anyone else in your life, including your wife, including your wife. Not even your wife is so closer to you. Not even your husband is so closer to you than the Lord Jesus. Because he said, I will pour my spirit among you. The Holy Spirit is the person of Jesus. And he dwells with us in you. And the day you receive Jesus as your personal Savior, you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of God for the day of salvation. You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Praise your Lord. He has not left you alone. He told his disciples, hallelujah, that he was not going to leave them, but he would ask the Father for another counselor, someone else to counsel him, although it was him himself in spirit. Brothers and sisters, have it for me to go, or the counselor will not come. Praise the Lord. So he gave himself to his disciples. Shalom, brother. He gave himself to his disciples completely in body and in spirit. He gave himself on the cross in body, power of the Holy Spirit, in spirit, and now dwells in you and I. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and I. And it's the same spirit that is going to lift us up from the earth in the day of the righteous <coughs> and transform us also in the day of the righteous. He will not leave you ever. He will not forsake you. Yes, there will be angels coming down in the day of the righteous, bringing people home. But the work of the Holy Spirit will never stop in the bride of Christ. No, because Jesus said he will be with us forever. He is in us forever, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is among us. So why are we so unfaithful to him? Why are we grieving his Holy Spirit that is in us? Hallelujah. Because the way we behave, the way we behave is how we do it. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to go into the Word. Psalm 95, 10 says, 40 years long, I will grieve with their generation. And they said, hallelujah, and said it as a people that earned in their heart, and they had not known my way. They had not known Jesus. And to them I saw in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. He soared. He soared. He had a covenant with him. He never forgot his covenant with his people. 
Never. Thank you, Jesus. I never, God never break his promises. But he was so unhappy with it. In Psalm 78, verse 1 through 22. Give ears, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the word of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will earn a dark saying of old, which you have heard and known, and our father have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come and praise the Lord in his strength and his wonderful work as he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed the Lord in Israel, which he had commanded our father that they should make them known unto the children, that the generation to come may not may know them, even the children who should be born, who shall arise and declare unto them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And so might not be as the father, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart upright, and whose spirit was not stiffed up with God, the children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bull, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God, refused to walk in his law. They forget his work and his wonder, and had not shown them. Marvelous thing he did in the sight of their father in the land of Egypt and the field of Soar. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and he made the water to stand up heat. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud, and all the night with a light of fire. He cleaved on the rock in the wilderness and gave them drink out of the gray depths. He brought stream out of also out of the rock, and caused the water to run down like a river. They sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. They tend to God in their heart by, by asking for me for their loss. In other words, they were not asking God out of their heart. They were not seeking for God to be, a, to be their provider. They were tempting to see whether God was going to provide when they'd ask. Because that's how a lot of people also pray today. They pray that God will give this to them now. They don't want to wait until God gives it to them when God thinks it's right, when God thinks it's perfect, in his perfect time. But they, when they pray and ask, they ask in vanity and lust of their flesh. And God is tempting God. Is your prayer tempting God? Are you reverencing God through your prayer? Or are you asking God, offending God, grieving his spirit in the way you ask with pride, doubt, and unbelief? You need to be careful tonight. This is the word I was given to share tonight on the Lord's hours. To share with you, to be careful how you pray, how you speak, and how you talk. Be very careful in your way of the Lord, how you walk in the way of the Lord, because you might be praying wrong, and your prayer might be provoking God instead of God hearing your prayer and being pleased about it. Jesus Christ being the Son of God, when he prayed, he prayed with reverence. Brothers and sisters, the Word of God teaches us 
that Jesus humbled himself less than the angel. And when he prayed, he prayed with reverence. Are you praying with reverence, or are you praying like the children of Israel, provoking God with your prayer? That's what they did. They asked for their own love, their own evil desire, and they turned to God. And God said, Thou shalt not turn to the Lord thy God. Why? When Satan turned to Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights, he turned to him with bread because he saw that the Lord was hungry. But Jesus looked at him in his evil eyes and told him, Thou, you, should not turn to the Lord your God. He told Satan because he created all. He created the heaven and the earth, and everything in it was created through Jesus Christ. You should not tend the Lord thy God, Satan. So when people provoke the Lord thy God, they act in an evil way. That's how the children of Israel behave, in an evil way, in a satanic way, in a fallen demonic way. It is the way they provoke God, the same way Satan tends to Jesus, tend to God, it was the same way they asked for whatever they wanted. They said, let's see whether it's the God or not. That was not the prayer. That, that's not how they should have began their prayer before God. God have mercy. The Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. They tend to God in their heart by asking for me for their lust. They were not asking for me because they were hungry. They were asking for me because it, it, it pleased their flesh that they would have more and more and more and more and more. It pleased their flesh. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Have mercy, O God. Yea, they spoke against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? We know that God can do all. God can do anything. Of course God could have done it. But you see the way they ask? Do you see the way they pray? Oh, can God furnish can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Let's see if God is real. Let's see if God can do this. They were tempting the Lord with a prayer. How are you praying tonight? I may ask. How are you praying? Fellas and sisters, you don't need to tell me how you're praying. Thank you, Lord. But if this is the way you're praying, be careful. Verse 19. Behold, he smacked the rock that the water got out and the stream overflow, can he give bread also? Can he provide place to all the people? Look how they pray. They got answered their prayer and pride. Yes, he did. He did answer the prayer. You see that someone can be wrong and still can get a prayer answer, but would that help them to get to heaven? Can that help them to be raptured? No. There are a lot of people in hell who got most of all the prayers answered. But did that help them to get to heaven? Absolutely not. This is what get a lot of Christians confused, a lot of people confused. Before he smacked the rock and the water gushed out, he gave them all the water they asked for. Let's see. Is this rock going to give water? Boom. He mostly hit the rock in anger. He was got angry because of the way they behaved. And water gush out. So much water like a stream, a stream that overflow. Other translations are like a river, like a river. 
And he gave us also bread. Let's see if he gave us bread. Yes, he brought bread from heaven. The bread of angels. He took the bread of angels and gave it to them. Brothers and sisters. But God did not do this in joy or happiness. He did this in anger. God did this in anger. God answered the prayer in anger. That's what God did. He was so displeased with these people. They grieved his spirit. Brothers and sisters. And he gave it to them in anger. But then God said something that it could help you understand God's way tonight. They will not enter my rest. They will not come to heaven. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Yea, they spoke against God. They said, can God furnish the table in the wilderness? Therefore, the Lord heard this and was wrath. He was angry. The Lord heard this and was angry. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also arose against Israel. Because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Uh, we're talking about the prayer they did, but now it's being changed to us to salvation. They did not believe in Jesus. They did not believe in Jesus. Are you believing in Jesus today? It is the Lord your Messiah. It is he your God. It is he your Lord. It is he your Savior. Thank you, Lord. Because he interceded for you day and night before the Father. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, the Lord heard this and then wrath. So his fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger was also rose up against Israel. So angry he was with them for the way they behaved. They did not believe in the Lord Messiah. They did not believe in Jesus and his salvation, Jesus Christ. They did not believe in Jesus. Praise the Lord's salvation. They did not believe in, in the Lord, in God's Messiah. And Father was not happy. Father God was not happy. If you don't believe in Jesus, you are going, if you don't have the Son, just to be more clear in the teaching of our Lord and Rabbi, our Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't have the Son, if you don't have Jesus, you know how the Father neither. That is very clear in Yeshua's message, teaching. Thank you, Lord. Because they believe not in God and trust not in his message. Salvation, salvation, Messiah. In Hebrew, when you look it up in Hebrew, it's Messiah, salvation. Thank you, Lord. They did not believe in his Messiah. They did not believe in Yeshua. Praise you, Lord. They did not believe in Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Well, because they don't believe in Jesus, there is no way you can come to the Father except to the Son. They cannot come to his rest. They cannot come to heaven. God cannot take us to heaven. Did not God write to Elijah? Did he not take Elijah to heaven? And Enoch, of course he did, right before them. Thank you, Lord. Oh, right after them, Elijah, and before them, Enoch. They had no excuse. They heard about a righteous, about the righteous of Enoch. Thank you, Lord. So they have no excuse. They have no excuse. Thank you, Lord. They heard what the Messiah did, the salvation of God, Jesus Christ did. Thank you, Lord. In the past. So they already had the knowledge about him. They knew who the angel of the Lord was, who was among them. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. But it's a matter of choice, number 1422. Because all those men who have seen my glory and my miracle, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, I have, they have tempted me now these ten times. They have not hearkened to my voice. This is what they did when they, when they tempted the Lord. 
If they didn't hearken to his words, they were not paying attention. They were not listening. Listen careful. Listen careful. We need to be slow to speak. Hallelujah. But we need to be fast to hearing, brothers and sisters. We need to hear. Be slow to speak. And it's better to hear according to the word of God. It's better for you and I to hear. That's how, that, this is not how these people were. They were fast in speaking. Spoke whatever came to their mind. The devil threw them with nonsense in their mind, and they speak it out. And they tend to God. This is why we need to be careful what we say, what we speak, what we think, what comes out of our mouth. Because we will sin. We will thank God. We will thank the Lord our God. And the Bible says, don't. God should not thank the Lord our God. Don't tempt them. There are consequences to those that tempt them. We see the consequence in the, in the children of Israel in the wilderness. They tempted God, and there was consequence upon their life. They did not enter the promise. They died in the wilderness. That came upon them. Thank you, Lord. We need to be reverent to the Lord. Jesus was reverent in his prayer with supplication and fear. That's how Jesus behaved before God. And he was God, and he is God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Deuteronomy 6, 16. Ye should not tend the Lord thy God as ye tend to him and master, says Moses to them. Don't do it. Don't do it. Moses said to them, don't do it. Psalm 106, 14, so 45. But lost it eternally in the wilderness and tend the God in the desert. He gave them their request by sending leanness into their soul. Leanness into the soul. They also had the Moses in the camp, and Aaron in the saints of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up their hands and covered the company of Iran. All these people that, that, that came out of Egypt when they had to know them and listened to the nonsense and foolishness of Bahia perished with him. They perished with him. So hallelujah. When, you, when we are a follower and not a Christ, we, we could be misled, brothers and sisters, so easy. Verse 18. A fire was kindled on the company, and the flame burned up the wicked. They turned so wicked. Their way was so wicked that they turned how their way was. Everything they spoke, they became. Hallelujah. Life is in the tongue, brothers and sisters. They spoke, and they became, they became that. Verse 19. They made a cowboy horror and worshiped in more than image. Now they change it and it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.